0: Today is November 13th. Moves are being made. Have the Pirates solved their first base problem? Is this the biggest splash of the offseason on day one? Let's talk about it here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yens guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and that my name is josh and i am joined as always by my brother jake what's up jake how we doing man doing all right it is cold here
1: yeah it's you know it's really not a whole lot warmer here i mean it's it's warmer for sure but we're in the low 50s today
0: oh jeez well, it's been snowing here, so a little different.
1: Right, right. Sun's out today, so it, it feels it feels closer to sixty. Pretty nice out. <laughs> Sun's out
0: today, so it's a little bit closer to forty. <laughs> <laughs> a little different again. So, well, we're here. We're in the midst of the off season. Yeah. And we actually are opened up free agencies here. There's all kinds of... Wait, Braves to sign Nick Anderson. Hmm. People are being signed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or it's, it's, it's going.
0: Relievers falling off the board left and right. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the things that we've talked about. The, the Pirates need to move on. And now that, you know, the top tier is starting to drop off. I don't know what that means for the mid-tier guys that the Pirates would typically... <laughs> Be looking at, yeah. So,
1: it's not necessarily Suarez out in uh, San Diego. Got he got a nice paycheck.
0: Yep, he got re-signed. Astros re-signed Montero, uh, and then Nick Anderson going to Atlanta. And I think there's even been well, obviously Edwin Diaz. That wasn't even a question. I think we all knew he was staying there anyway. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's kind of a thing. Pirates trading. Not we're talking all about we 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 talked about this a couple weeks ago. We talked all about all these free agent pitch or first basemen out there. First mm-hmm. first base was number one. The first thing we had to fix, then catcher, right? That that was my opinion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk That's, about that. That was our opinion. That was our know. opinion.
0: We'll talk about that. Um, well, they didn't waste any time with first base, and we're mm-hmm. going to get into this. They traded for G Man Choi. Um. Yeah, a lot of forty man moves had to be made in this process. Um, Ryan Valade, I don't think I think that happened after we recorded the last one. So claiming Ryan Valade from Colorado, uh, right handed hitter, twenty three, one of those guys. I think he's a former first round draft pick. I'm pretty sure. Just like so typical, and I think that was the first thing that kind of triggered a lot of Pirate fans. Mm-hmm. Is here we go again. To be fair, this is the time of the year where waiver claims are going to happen. <laughs> so I don't really want to think too much into that. It's literally, I mean, like it's happening everywhere. Right. This is the time of the year that you claim guys on waivers. So I don't know. But let's go ahead and get into the 40-man moves. Unless you have anything else to, that before we kick off here. Did you have something else to set some things up here? I didn't know if you had anything.
1: Not really. Not really. Okay. I'm just glad to be back in my... My area here to yeah. record today. <laughs> that's
0: right. Like, yep, that's right. All right. So we got our 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 forty man roster moves that were made. Um, we got the injured list guys: Cranick, De Los Santos, Smith, and Jigba. Cedar Linden Holderman, Holderman. Yep, that's the five guys. Oh, the sixth was Roberto Perez, which goes to free agency. We get that. Ben gamble has gone, yep. free agency kind of a thing. Um, and then outrighted to Indy. Blake Cedarland of that group is outrighted. Eric Stout, Jason Delay, Zach Collins, Peter Solomon, and Bo Sulser. So now we're now we're trimming this down to get down to. Let me see that we were at forty four. I think we said so. That gets us down to about thirty seven. I think I don't I don't know. My I don't know. Either way, Stout and Collins uh, become free agents. The rest go to Indy. So, Zach Collins, gone. Now, we said he wasn't going to be one of the first because he would go whenever a first baseman is acquired, which obviously we just said, literally the same day. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, earlier in the day, before this stuff yeah. was out, G-Man Choi was brought in. So, And we'll get into that. So, basically, Kranick, De Los Santos, CSN, and Holderman stay on the 40-man. Jason DeLay is a guy that we were unsure about right off the bat. Uh, he'll be an in Indy. So once again, depth, same way he was last year. Um, and then Peter Solomon that they just claimed, Bo Solcer that they claimed to get back, He's also was cleared this time. So we'll be able to have him as depth. Um, so really that's good because you have Ann Cedarland, which you know has something to prove here after coming out of the injuries. So we've got some relief pitchers in the depth positions that if there are any major injuries or anything like that, There are some options. Um, Eric Stout becoming a free agent is, you know, is not on that list. But um, I don't think anything's really surprised me there. No. I think there were some guys that I was like, okay, well, I mean, this makes sense. These are all guys that we talked about, um, had a chance to actually, all of them. Yeah. Had a chance that we said, these are all guys. I mean, we had more on our list and we'll still get to those guys (laughs) Um, as, as things happen, hopefully things happen, but, um, so from that point, sorry, trying to navigate things here. Cause we're going to wait mm. on the G man Choi thing. So, we, you know, we've got a little bit there, but we mentioned at the beginning there that what are we looking at now? So first base done, move on to catcher, right? That's what I would think. That's
1: what you would think. Yeah.
0: And then we get, uh, Rob Beer Temple. Uh, was told by Ben Sherrington in terms of resources. This is a quote from Sherrington, whether that's financial or giving up talent, it's probably not at the top of our priority list. What you already got your first baseman and now catcher not at the top of your priority list. Well, as far as financial resources or giving up talent. So you're not going to trade, a lot of talent to get it, that to me makes perfect sense. Right. Financial resources? What do you mean? Like, uh, was the question, are you going after Wilson Contreras? <laughs> because outside of him, like, what are you What are you paying for? Right. So that means Sean Murphy, who a lot of people are talking about right now over in Oakland, mm-hmm. is not an option to trade for. And I'm okay with that. That makes sense right. to me. And that means that Wilson Contreras isn't being brought in on a five-year deal. But, like, I've seen some of the mock, like, Christian Vasquez isn't, I think I saw, like, three years. I don't know. I don't remember what the number was. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. And I was like, you could do that. You could up it a little bit and only go two years with him. That way you're set. Yeah. I think that that his price will go up, though. Vasquez. Vasquez. I think yeah. it will. I think it'll go up from there when people when teams start saying this is our only option. Let's go get it. I um, don't know though. Maybe they'll overpay for a shorter term.
1: I you know and and to finish that kind of not so much as a quote, but you know they're 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 keeping the room. They're they're keeping the spot there for Henry Davis.
0: It really does feel that way. Yeah. And Andy.
1: And Andy. And I'm I'm just wondering if they're not. Planning on fast tracking him a little bit. If not, not not Davis, yeah. Like ridiculous, but I think I think they plan on Davis being in the major leagues next year. I don't know if that's at what... some point.
0: Or at least I don't yeah.
1: Because if you're not gonna go and address this catching situation, I just don't I, I don't and and he was, you know, and said he said that he's planning on making the big league roster better this year, taking a step forward.
0: He has said things like that, which is interesting because I feel like that's something that we haven't heard a lot. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've said is of all the moves that he's made and, you know, a lot of them good, but only good on one thing. Our criticism has been, yeah, that's cool. You're acquiring a bunch of talent. You're doing all these things and you're building up a a system and your development plan is supposed to be – and you. If anybody wants to say that it's not working we don't know that yet a development plan doesn't happen in two years right right so th- this is year three this is this was year three right yeah, 20 but, 21, yeah. 22 this was year three your development plan you he di- you didn't really acquire anybody a lot in 2020 with the covid yeah, year and everything like that you yeah. weren't
1: able to do a lot there wasn't even a minor like Season, right. Really. So
0: the development didn't, it was non-existent in 2020, right? right? That's just not a thing. There was a yeah. few things that could happen, you know? Um, but outside of that, I mean, like the, the, so you're, you're basically working on two years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it development is, it takes longer than that.
1: Yeah. It's over time.
0: It's over time. And, and the, the other thing about development is not just can you get your first round draft picks to the majors? It's, who's all the guys that aren't first round draft picks that you made something of like right. who, you know, who's the guy that you weren't paying attention to that starts to blossom. Who's those sort of things. But like, you got to look at a team like Cleveland. They've been running on the same, same regime, same front office, maybe some different positional names, but basically the same guys in place, same development plan in place for 10 years. Right. Once they did their rebuild, they haven't had to rebuild again. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, you're know you hoping to be able to get sustained development. Look at the pitching that's come up through that. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, oh, we can trade Kluber. And you're like, you're crazy. And it's like, psych. <laughs> take Kluber, I'll show you Shane Bieber. Oh, okay. Take Clevenger, I'll show you. Dude, the Clevenger deal still blows my mind. <laughs> Four of those guys on the roster this year mm-hmm. that were acquired from him. But like, take the Clevenger deal. Who cares? We've got... Uh, Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie. Take Cookie Carrasco. We've we've got Savali. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's just they just keep they just keep coming. Yeah. So, either way, that that kind of a thing takes time, and when it takes time, and when it shows that, hopefully, you know, hopefully they can sustain that. And the thing about development is, it's not just on you. Like, it also takes the. The players, and it also takes you know all of your coaches carrying out that plan, and a lot has to go right. Yeah, and I don't know that kind of stuff comes, but for sure you know to expect that stuff to just show up right now is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, it's a little unfair.
0: It's a little unfair, but you know we'll see. We'll see if it. We'll see if it shows up in like you know next year, the year before, but to to. To kind of say that Henry Davis is is going to be fast tracked, I, I mean, I, I suppose maybe, but I'd,
1: I don't even. I guess I don't even want to say fast tracked. I don't like. He is fast tracking himself. Like he's, he's oh, he's certainly well. talking the talk. You too. know what I mean?
0: Well, the he's been hurt, yeah. and so with injuries comes, you know, some of your numbers being down, and some of his numbers are good. I mean, you look at his, you know, Greensboro numbers were outrageous. Mm -hmm. But, like, his Altoona numbers were bleh. You know what I mean? And that's – he spent a lot of time hurt. Mm -hmm. But he spent more games there than he did in Greensboro. And, I mean, the numbers in Greensboro were better. Even the counting numbers were better. More home runs than he had in in Altoona. And Mm -hmm. more more hits in Greensboro than Altoona. I think he had more doubles, if I have it here. Yeah, he had five home runs in Greensboro and four – you know, in 30-so, 36 more at-bats. So he hit more doubles, eight doubles to three doubles, but more hits. So, I mean, like, you know, he goes from 342 in single A to 207 in double A. And, like, that's the kind of thing that you want to see get up and be better at it. But he seems like he has the ability to do it. So I think that's the plan. And the thing is, is, like, because, I mean, the arm's great, right? The arm's great. We know that but it seems like he's getting he's going to be fast-tracked based on the bat not yeah. based on his catching ability. I think yeah. the catching ability continues to develop even after he's in the majors. But I think 100%. first and foremost, yeah, I think first and foremost you're looking for a hitter. And it's the same thing with Andy Rodriguez, who also mm-hmm. has a little like positional um flexibility. Yeah. But it is interesting and it, I would be I would. I think I would be a little bit concerned if it's based solely on that. Now, the fact that you have two makes you feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I'd be a little concerned if they're like, well, we're not going to sign somebody because we got Henry Davis coming.
1: It's like,
0: uh, sign a guy on a one-year deal, man. Yeah, Get I'm somebody.
1: Get one of these older guys
0: like Mike Zunino on a one-year deal or something.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's what they're going to do yet. You know, they're just not going to fork out a bunch of finance. So they're not going to fork out a two three year deal on somebody. Maybe they're just going to you know, wait till it, it thins out a little bit and they're going to take somebody on a one year deal to try to prove themselves again. And maybe that's like still
0: done. Roberto Perez.
1: Maybe it's still Roberto Perez.
0: I mean, there's been nothing on him and the pirates have already said, we're just going to making sure that he's there physically. Yeah. Maybe he's not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but there were some other things that uh, that sherrington was kind of caught up in as far as his words, right We all we, we like right. to dissect everything and he speaks in GM and that's not a language that we all speak. And he so we're annoyed in pride
1: GM too. <laughs> yeah, he
0: does. Uh, and I've heard other people say this too. He speaks in GM, but also almost feels like the assumption that he knows more than everybody else in the room, right? So it's a little off-putting for some people. Um, the truth is he does know more than everyone that he's talking to. And I'm not saying he's a smarter person, but like GMs, they're not going to show their cards and we would be concerned if he was showing his cards, he shouldn't be showing his cards. So like, we're not going to get the full truth. We know that. And we should be expecting that it's, it's as if, it's as if as pirate fans we're like, Oh, well Cardinals fans don't have access to pirates, Twitter. So he can say whatever he wants to us. They're never going to find out. No, they're going <laughs> to find out. He can't show his cards. Right. right. So I I don't know. It's still frustrating. It's not any yeah. less frustrating. We yeah, want it, to know. It's,
1: it's hard to get a read on what he's saying because of the way, he, you know, and that's there's no emotion behind his words. None.
0: No. And I think that's maybe it's kind of like a poker face, right? Yeah. You can't tell if he's lying or telling the truth, if he's lousy or if he's just saying this to try to get another rival GM to say, boy, we better pony up or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, or if it's a an agent that he's trying to negotiate with and he's like, Oh, you know, take it or leave it. And then that agent might say, Well, they're not really motivated. If we want to get signed, we better take what they're offering. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's any of that going on. Maybe he's just boring. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) So like the fact is he's speaking GM Mm -hmm. and we don't translate very well, especially when we're talking about our favorite team because we want it to be one thing. And we expect that it's something opposite because of the history that we've had with other GMs. So we're just, I mean, he he didn't have a chance get coming here. He didn't have a chance (laughs) with most, (laughs) most fans. As soon as he was signed, they were like, what a mistake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, but he was on MLB Network.
1: Yeah, he was on Host the other day, and uh I was watching it, and he had a lot to say. Like, he got asked some off questions, like they weren't presented real well to him, some of them, but you know, he had a lot to say and a lot of good things. But you know, one of the things that he talked about that was brought up was uh O'Neill Cruz. They they asked him about O'Neill Cruz and some of the things they've been seeing from him, like this is a tall dude. He does some awkward things. He does some weird things. He says some elite things. And one of the, one of what uh, one of the things he mentioned about that is like well, you know O'Neill Crew just does unique things, and we're not going to ask him to stop doing unique things because that's what makes him a special player. But it's refining some of the things that aren't unique is where is where they're going to be working with him, Matt. And I, th- I think that's really cool. I think that's good. I think it's really good to hear. Um, Pitch selection, you know, I I know we've talked about his pitch selection before. A dude can take a ball from his ankles and hit it into the river. But you don't need to swing at him all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, just, you know, just refining some of that. But then towards the end of it, they asked about Reynolds. I mean, we've all heard the trade rumors. Red Sox are interested. You know, everyone's interested. Why not? Everyone is interested in Brian Reynolds. Everyone wants him in their outfield, whether it be center field or left field. Um, just didn't just didn't give me quite the answer I wanted to hear.
0: Yeah, because um, we've seen a lot that's yeah. been, oh, they plan on keeping him around. They'd like to extend him. He'd like to be extended. Mm-hmm. There it's basically been he's not being moved. Mm-hmm. And the way they presented this question to him was. Everybody wants this guy. What would you say to Pirates fans who are wondering what's going on?
1: Yeah, and it just didn't seem like he he didn't come out and say, we're not trading Brian Reynolds, which is what we all wanted to hear. Yeah. We're not trading Brian Reynolds. We're working on an extension. We're going to get him signed to an extension. This is, what, this is our guy. This is who we're going to ride. He's our horse. He didn't say any of that. Nope. Now he did say that he has a ton of respect for Brian Reynolds and Brian Reynolds play.
0: Which almost that was kind of one that was one of the things that kind of was flagged for me, being like, why do you even have to say that? Like, of course.
1: Yeah. And you know, he he went on to mention like he's been a great teammate. He's been a great pirate. Mm -hmm. I've had I've felt privileged just to have been able to get to know Brian Reynolds. Like, are we already throwing up the flag here and saying we're going to deal this guy? Like, I need more reaffirmation, if that's a word.
0: That's not a word.
1: It's not a word, but I'm going to use it. And, you know, I just want to be let known. Hey, as a Pirates fan, we're good, man. Relax. (sighs) Unless there's something that completely blows us away. He's not going anywhere because I understand. I understand how this works. I mean you you have to you have to listen. Every yeah. phone call that comes in, you have to listen as a GM because if something comes along and it's going to make your team better, I get it. But at the same time, we're all we're all just sitting back and wondering when's this guy gone? When's it his turn?
0: Yeah. It definitely has that know. feel to it right now because mm-hmm. of because of that. And and I I wonder if that was a how would you approach them about trade rumors? How would you respond to them? Mm -hmm. Not, how would you respond, like, where are you at on Brian Reynolds? Right. And that's the thing I question is, did he just answer that question thinking that they were only specifying the trade rumors? Yeah. So where does that, where where do you, so because of that and because he speaks GM and because we don't really know where he was coming from and maybe he regretted the way that he said it even. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But this wasn't one of the Ben Sherrington press conferences where he got to choose the, you know, what was being, or at least he got to plan. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, certainly he knew that they would have been asking about that. Right. right. This was this was prior to the to the to the G Man Choi trade. Mm-hmm. This conversation was. He was probably. I mean, I'm sure he was laser focused on that because it may have even been done by then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, knowing the way things work
1: or it was definitely in the works.
0: Oh yeah. There's no way it couldn't have been. Right. So I don't know if he was caught off guard, but this still doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that there's been, I mean, there's been, this is what he does. He comes out, he says something and then it's like, Oh, Whoa, 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 hold on. (laughs) I feel like that happens all the time for him. With that said, are you any different now? Do you, are you, do you still feel like i mean cuz in that same conversation in that same conversation he continued to say we're all about now making the major league club better which is the our biggest thing like i said our biggest criticism has been sure you're doing all these things but you haven't you've ignored the major league roster we felt like right mm-hmm. you've completely passed that up as if it's if it was going to take you 2 years to rebuild then just sign a guy for 2 years who can be a placeholder like a Ben Gamble type guy that was but you know maybe better or more of them right instead yeah. of ignoring positions like first base and catcher mm-hmm. which i i guess it's not it would be unfair to say they ignored catcher i mean they did sign Roberto Perez and you know just like we all were questioning is he going to get hurt and then he did mm-hmm. you know so had he not gotten hurt it you know, wouldn't have been quite as bad. Right. Uh, and and especially when, like, you had Stallings there the year before that, so, you know, you were kind of okay there. Mm-hmm. But either way, do you feel like we're still in the same place, or do you feel like now that percentage of Brian Reynolds getting traded went from 25% to 50%?
1: I don't think it's that dramatic. I, I don't. I don't think it's or dr- not dramatic. Drastic. I don't think it's that drastic of a d- change for me. But I definitely think they're behind the scenes and they're working on an extension. And if they can't get an extension done, I think they're listening more intently.
0: And do you think that happens this? Do you think all of that happens this off season, or do you think that's more of like a hey down the line, down the trade deadline, if we can't work anything out?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, I think they're going to be working on the trade. They're they're not trade they're going to be working on the extension until they can get something done. And if they don't start getting, making headway on it, I think they could be looking at it. Cause I mean, you're going to get the most out of him the earlier you trade him. I don't think they're going to wait too long to where, you know, he's only got a year of control left and they're what they get out of his return. Um, goes down his his you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying and to say and right he
0: and it could be next off season it could be because instead of going to arbitration with him you deal mm-hmm. him next year depending on how this year goes mhm if it goes horrible and we're back to 100 losses maybe maybe i agree with it yeah because really he still has 25 and 26 or i mean sorry 24 and 25 under control mm mm-hmm. mhm so he's here un- until 25, unless we if trade. If nothing's him. done, if nothing's done, we go to arbitration with him. He's not a free agent till 26. So even after this year, it's two full seasons. I don't think that your I don't think that your uh uh your trade value increases any from year, two to three years. I think the yeah, big difference is one to mm-hmm. two years. If I got yeah. two years of this guy then that's way better than only having one year or 3 months, right? Mm-hmm. I think even a full season going from like the trade deadline to before the season starts is a huge deal.
1: I think I think every year you add on on your value goes up. Your it goes up,
0: but goes I don't up. I don't think it's as drastic as a as a difference from year 2 to year. I mean maybe it is, but it depends on what team you're looking at really. Teams that are win now, like, they don't care about three years from now. They care about this year and next year. Right. You know, that's their focus. They'll worry about three years from now, three years from now. If they're still pushing, they'll keep pushing. Yeah. But I think their main concern would be 23-24. These are the years. Because you never plan on winning and saying this is our last year of winning. <laughs> You're always thinking of the the year after that, too.
1: Right. And, but a lot of yeah, and a lot of teams will say, "Hey, we're going to trade for this guy with the intent of locking him up."
0: Yeah, but with Brian Reynolds, up. that's not even a guy that you have to. You don't even think about that. You, he's already right. basically still locked up. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You don't. He's already locked up. For you know, you don't know what the finances are, but he's there. Right. So there's absolutely nothing <clears throat> that says he's not already in a a deal so to speak, mm-hmm. because he's still pre-arb. So I don't think that anybody goes into it saying like, well, let's make sure we have him for the next 10 years. As a matter of fact, I think there might even be questions. You know, is this every yeah. other year he's going to struggle? Yeah. I know that like last year, if, if you look at the big picture of it, he had 27 home runs and hit 260 plus. I think that any team's like, yeah, that's, that's way better than what we had. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that that's a deal. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, this was a bad year. No, but he struggled for a portion of this year. And right. teams want to see that he can be a little more consistent. But I think they'd take it. It's not every year you're going to hit 300 if you hit me 260 with 27 homers when you, the year that you don't hit 300, <laughs> I can live with that. I think yeah. they like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe, maybe that's the thought process. Maybe maybe he gets dealt if they're, if he's, if they're able to get like a huge return for him. I don't yeah. know, man. I just don't like it. I just think that with the fact that you have him in 24 and 25, and if you can work something out, if the if he's way outpricing them and they're like, dude, there's never going to be a way we're going to play ball with that, then I could see them moving him. But they don't have to do it this year.
1: No, they absolutely do not have to do it this year.
0: I think if, they, if they're saying they can't extend him, if they're not going to have him in 2026, no matter what, like if his asking price is way too high, then yes, I think next year they have to do it. Mm-hmm. This year, certainly not. You already know his contract, it's not high. There's no reason to trade him before this season. Yeah. There just isn't. I don't know what right. you can give me. I don't know what you can give me. We don't, because we're sitting here right now saying sign an outfielder. He's the only one, the real one that you have. We think we have something in in Sawinski. We think with the other mix of groups, we can maybe fill that last spot, but we'd rather fill that with somebody in free agency.
1: Yeah, no, or or no.
0: Har. They think that you know they think Andujar is in the play there too. So I think with that group, there's another guy. But like once you get rid of Reynolds, it's like well now it's all question marks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they're. Some people think Sewinski can play center field for us I just don't know if I'm ready to say Jack Sawinski's our center fielder no and I like Sawinski. I like him I too but to- we
0: don't know that he's going to I mean the home runs are great the, mm-hmm. the, there's some things he's got to figure out absolutely before he's you know uh just the fourth outfielder mm-hmm. and I think he gets the opportunity. Because he's shown the tools and shown the power and whatever, but he's still gotta still gotta win something here. <laughs> like a job, you know, him individually. Right, right. Yeah. So all right. Um you wanna jump straight into to, to G Man Choi or you wanna break first?
1: I'm good either way.
0: Let's just go, man. Just I don't care. It. Let's roll. Listen, guys. Um check out our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatever the things that I say in the middle of that thing. If you guys are on YouTube, though, for real, we like the comments. YouTube is the easiest place to just drop a comment in on the episode while you're watching, while you're listening to us, you think we're crazy. We like the conversation. We like opinions that are different than ours. Comment, like it, subscribe to it. It's uh, so you know that when they're coming out and all those good things. We don't even going to do a break. That was our break. Pirates traded for G-Man Choi. For right-handed pitcher Jack Hartman. Uh, We're not going to talk about Jack Hartman other than just that. Uh, One thing I'll say is, um, we'll start it off with this. They say never trade with Tampa. (laughs) So don't be surprised when Jack Hartman becomes a household name. Next, best pitcher who never gets exposed the third time through a lineup. (laughs) That's it. Otherwise, listen, I think the, oh, well, as soon as a team, as soon as a player gets traded from Tampa, he stinks. Well, the Brewers will tell you otherwise. So I don't think that that's necessarily always the case. He's one year from free agency. And after the trade, we find out he's going to have surgery on his right (laughs) elbow. So I think for Tampa, it was like, sure, we'll take whoever you got. Who do you got? Well, I could send you a dozen baseballs or Jack Hartman.
1: As as,
0: as the joke goes, right? Yeah. And so they get Jack Hartman. We get G-Man Choi. And you got a first baseman. Is this what you had in mind?
1: Ooh, not at all.
0: Not at all. Now, I'm not saying that you assumed it was going to be G-Man Choi. I will say, however, though, um, when this happened, it wasn't out of the blue for me. I have heard other people say, how about G-Man Choi? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen that, knowing that Tampa was probably going into this offseason saying we're gonna trade him. Yeah. So it wasn't like a complete surprise to me. Um it caught me off guard. Sure. Jake's not on Twitter, by the way, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am, I just don't check it very often.
0: You're not on Twitter. You have a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I have a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> um so, is this what you had in mind? Without the name, right. you get a first baseman who is a first baseman with a little more, like, he's got five years. This isn't like Yoshi, who just showed up here and right. kind of had a couple, a little bit of time and, and struggled and struggled. and can't, Like, this was their starter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's got five years of experience, and he's younger, than Yoshi. And then it's also not Michael Chavis, who's really a second baseman. And you know what I mean?
1: You and, know, five ten.
0: And five foot well, yeah. Yeah, he's taller than that. But it's also it's also not, you know, Josh Bell, who offensively has much more in the tank, but defensively wasn't much different than those guys we just talked about. Like he was a right fielder, moved to first base because of opportunity. And never really figured it out defensively. Who? Josh Bell.
1: Josh Bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. G Man Choi is actually a pretty good first baseman. So
0: I mean, so there you go. So now you have an actual first baseman. So I'm just I'm just kind of going back and looking Mm -hmm. at what we've had Mm -hmm. standing at first base. Is does this does this check a box? Are we done here?
1: Hmm. It's a good question. And that's I don't know. I don't know if I'd be done. Well, I mean, I this is a
0: one-year. This is a one-year fix. First yeah. off, right? So we right. understand that. So this is not a long-term thing yet. Watch them come out tomorrow with like we've also extended Choi for five years. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I mean, I nothing is never not going to happen.
1: Right, right. But I, I just don't. I don't know. And I think it. I think it lines up with a lot of moves we've made. And I think it lines up with some personnel that we have on the team.
0: Uh, One of the things is, I, I, I kind of thought whatever happens, whether it's outfield or first base or whatever, like we just need more right handed hitters. And yeah, that's
1: yeah, he's this not, he doesn't address that.
0: Yeah, he's a left handed hitter, so we stay very left handed heavy. It's going to be hard to, I mean, first base, interestingly enough, he throws right handed. So what I'm going to say is crappy and probably stupid, but like typically first base, you're going to find lefties. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't say that to say like, yeah, it makes sense. No, but a lot of other first basemen that you may have gone after may have been left-handed. Yeah. Um, or at least that would be available whether or not they would go after them or not. So it's not rare to find a left-handed hitter who plays first base. It's just odd enough that he throws right-handed, but
1: yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Have, I wouldn't have hated to see like an Aguilar. Yeah. Right-handed power guy.
0: So Aguilar, I think his, I've seen that too. I think he's much more of a wild card than even the rumors of like Trey Mancini. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, well, maybe Trey Mancini is one of the guys. and You know, you look at those guys, excuse me, you stack the numbers up and I looked up the numbers just from 2020 to 2022 just to give us a, hey, the last three years. And obviously Mm -hmm. we know that the one year is a much shorter year, but Trey Mancini didn't even play in 2020. So put that aside. He, it's just the two years mm-hmm. uh, obvious. And G man has is the least played appearances of this group with Aguilar Mancini and Josh Bell. I know we were not in play for Josh Bell. I don't want this to be understood as we're in play for Josh Bell. Right. This is simply for comparison's sake. Josh Bell having the most at bats of this, of this group. Um, G-Man has got the lowest amount of doubles of, of that group. Uh, closest would be Aguilar, 52. Now, like I said, lowest amount of plate appearances too. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. He has the lowest amount of home runs from that group. Um, not the lowest amount of walks though. <laughs> Aguilar and Mancini, less walks. Uh, he also has the lowest amount of strikeouts. This is kind of dumb until you start to get the averages. And in the last three years, he has a 231 batting average which is the lowest amongst the three. On base percentage, other than Josh Bell, it's the highest. Slugging, lowest. So it's kind of, when you look at the OPS, and you look at Mancini and Aguilar versus Choi, Choi has a 741 OPS, Mancini 735, Aguilar 739. When you start to even things out like that, he's slightly better than those two guys. OPS Plus at 113. The other two are at 104 and 102. So, and those are a little bit easier to look at because you're looking at an average. Sure, he's lower in all those things. Of course he is. Yeah. Because he has less plate appearances and less games. And by a significant amount, like the lowest Trey Mancini's played in 290 games and G-Man Choi in 238. And you look at the war numbers and he's higher than Mancini and Aguilar in war. 2.4 versus 2.1 and 1.0. And, and I'm done with Josh Bell at this point. We already understand that he's, you know, he's yeah. got a 5.6 in that time and, you know, things like that. So th- there's just a lot of that, that that kind of favors him over the other two, but not by much. So when you say, and this is why I brought that up, because we say like, oh, I would have rather seen Mancini or Aguilar. It's pretty close. If you it had is. in mind Mancini and Aguilar... With the right-handed bat aside, if that's where you thought you were going to be, then I think that they pretty much landed where you expected. Like I said, not the same name. Right, which is whatever. But it's kind of where you where you landed. And we just looked before this. And the reason I handpicked those numbers is because when you look at the available free agents in first base market, that's it. Josh Bell yeah. and Jose Abreu, with Jose Abreu being... 36 years old, but also quite a bit better than the rest of those guys. Yeah. And I, and, and rumor has it now, he may never leave the South side of Chicago. So, and Rizzo may never leave New York as if that would ever be a thing, which I know a lot of people would really hate. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can get to like anyone who's on your team maybe, but maybe not. Carlos Santana is declined even more uh, this is definitely a better player than Carlos Santana and I I just wanna I just want to remind you 31 years old uh where's the where's the birthday so he'll turn 32 in May so this is basically 31 32 years uh old I guess 32 you'd probably say would it be his age 32 season it's a little bit uh wh- where's the other ages there do we have it so Aguilar's older than that He'll be 33. Mancini's only one year younger, and most of the other guys are older that were options. So, you know, you're kind of getting into a nice, like, I really think that this is really the pocket that we kind of expected them to play in. I would have liked to have seen a two year deal, but maybe it's better. Maybe it's yeah. better only one year. I don't know. Maybe because then you can just see what else is coming, or if somebody shows up as a possible uh, option.
1: Yeah. I think I think for me the only you keep saying right-handed bat aside or left-handed bat aside where I just really wanted a right-handed hitter.
0: Sure, and uh, and, I mean, and that comes along with and I'm I'm injecting this in here, but I would assume this that comes along with the fact that you don't see a right-handed hitter coming for a corner outfield spot.
1: Yeah, I mean I could have used a right-handed hitter <laughs> in both spots or that left-handed heavy, but yeah. Also, you know, it, it kind of opens up the door for you know maybe somebody else playing first base getting time at first base who is right-handed like a Diego Castillo
0: Mm. if you want to go there I'm out on that one I know you've brought that up before and other people have as well for me I'm out on that one but maybe it is a thing
1: yeah I mean I'm not I'm not even saying he I think he should get I'm just saying like a okay I got you yep you know, somebody on our roster who's right-handed that maybe we don't have a spot for exactly yet.
0: Yeah, that's speaking directly to the lineup. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I I'll I'll take that and, and go one step to say, I'm not sure we didn't, in the lineup, I'm not sure we didn't just replace Ben Gamble. And so we've made the comparisons, you know, one way, and we can make it the comparisons that way too. So... Let's find out if this is really an upgrade. Outside of the options, let's look at what we've had. Is this an upgrade over Chavis and Yoshi? Which, Yoshi, that seems pretty obvious. But to look Mm -hmm. at Chavis and see, is this an upgrade? And then also, uh, uh, if you're on YouTube, I I do have the comparison here with the numbers. Uh, But I threw Ben Gamble in there, too, because I think it's pretty crazy how similar... Some of the numbers are, and you'll see some outliers that make this uh, make this better. But some of the outliers, and this is just the last two seasons, so it's a little bit different from what I was looking at with the other free agents. This is just the last two seasons, and some of these numbers that stick out to you, that OPS plus again, when you looked at when you included uh, 2020 in in Choi's numbers, it was a 113. If you just look at the last two years, it's a one fourteen, So that, you know, kind of shows you a little bit of, okay, well, then there's some consistency involved there, you know. But also, mm-hmm. you know, maybe dropped it just a little bit. 2.1 war. And the other three players are all in the negatives. <laughs> so you yeah. see those numbers there are significant upgrades. Gamble being a 98 OPS plus and Choi being one fourteen. Um, Chavis... 80 Yoshi 67, dude. I'm not even gonna say Yoshi's numbers. If you really want to see the Yoshi comparison, get on YouTube because uh, that to me is is a little bit of a it's a bigger difference. He you know, but any of those really stand out. I mean, you you look at the strikeouts, 210 to 203 between Gamble and him. Um, the 22 to 17 homers, 36 doubles for for Choi, 38 for Gamble. I mean, they're close. And Gamble played in 40 more games, yeah. 30, 30 more games, 40. How's that work? 40 more games. Math. Yeah, it's just. And and really, when you look at like Chavis, I, yeah, man, I mean, the numbers, the 230 averages, the, the 340-ish on base between Gamble and, and Choi, 344 to 335, so they're close. Mm-hmm war can comprise a little bit of defensive numbers in there. So I think that helps, but that's like a little bit different when you talk, when you're talking gamble, because we're not talking about the same position.
1: Yeah. I think, I think over the course of his, not just looking at the two years, but over the course of his career, I think choice shows more, a little more pop in his bat. Uh, It hasn't quite translated over the past couple of years, even though, you know, what is that? Five, he's got five more home runs over the past two years. So, I mean, there's not much of a difference there either. I, think I I
0: think it's about eve I think it I think it checks out to me. Yeah, I think it checks out because I see 2018, he had 10 home runs in 21 and 22, both he had 11 home runs, and 2020 is three, but once again, 42 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the numbers are I mean more at bats this year and 11 home runs, so they were down this year a little bit if if you think of it that way, or you know because he had hundred more at bats and he had the same amount of home runs, hundred more plate appearances rather. Mm-hmm. And and really in 2018, the 10 home runs happened in even less, even less plate appearances. So maybe there's a little bit there. And then the big year for him was 2019, which we know was the juice ball and power numbers were up across the board. So the fact that he still only got to 19 home runs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. it checks That's out. Nice. I think he sits somewhere in the 10 to 15 in home runs. That is the part that i was a little bit like dang dude like you just got ben (laughs) gamel i'm like i i wanted 20 homers yeah out of my first baseman or at least somebody who's not hitting 230 i'll take 230 if you hit more than 20 homers other than that i'm not taking 230 i don't care what your on base is right hit 20 homers And maybe he will, maybe he'll pull the ball enough to, I don't really, I didn't look that deep into it. If he's a pull hitter, where his power comes from, if his power is center to left center, well, we got, (laughs) we got problems.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at these numbers and it's a very valid point.
0: But I think the problem is, is I was being slighted by right-handed hitters on guys like Trey Mancini Because the numbers aren't much better. Right. And so maybe there's a little bit of this. I I don't know. Does this elbow surgery, does that mean that maybe his elbow was bothering him?
1: Yeah. And that's, that was one of the things like I I saw the elbow surgery when I heard about that, I was my first gut reaction was like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's hurt to boot. But then I was like, well, maybe he was hurt. Yeah. And we're thinking, hey, you know, he's going to have this surgery, clean all that up, and it's going to be, you know, unlock some some of his potential that was there. But dude's 31, 32 years old, you know, into the season.
0: Go ahead. What's that mean?
1: <laughs> Potential's out the door. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't want to hear potential anymore.
0: Okay. That's fair. I want to hear what I,
1: you're doing on the field.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of times for – He hasn't had like any big, like 127. This is the thing about Tampa. 127 games in 2019, 42 in the 60 game season. A little bit different, but 2021, 83 games, 113 games last year. Like this dude is being put into situations that help him succeed. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe last two years put in positions to help him not succeed. I don't. The point is. Right.
1: Exactly. The the numbers are. You're supposed to be putting him in prime positions and he's still batting two thirty-one. Yeah. And I still know.
0: And not hitting the ball over the fence that much. Twenty-two right. home runs should be a one year thing, not a two year thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's not enough for me.
1: No. It's not enough for me. I think this I'm is... t- the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm frustrated about it. Yeah. To be honest.
0: <laughs> the only thing that's good, and I think this is huge, and I don't know I I haven't seen that much. But I got to tell you that the importance of a defensive first baseman is never greater than when O'Neill Cruz is at short. We have to have someone capable over there. Josh Bell would be a terrible signing right now because he's not going to pick the balls that O'Neill Cruz throws over there. Right. Like, you have to have somebody who's a plus first baseman because he's going to have to work to get a six-three put out sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Like, we just know that it happens.
1: And I, th- I think G-Man Choi fits that mold. Okay. I think he's a plus first baseman as far as defense. I don't think he's, like, amazing, but I think he's plus. I think he's good.
0: All right, the last thing I have here is um, in that interview with MLB Network, Ben Sherrington talked about Miguel Andujar and the fact that he's a little bit older and a little bit more experienced than some of the Dominican players we have. Him being Dominican himself is a, is a good thing. Because he, um, because that, that, um, what's the word? Um, I don't remember what the word is, but, but the the fact that there are multiple on the team from the same place gives you a little bit of like familiarity and it makes you feel, oh, I've got some of my people here. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, with G man Choi, you bring in a guy from South Korea and you have, uh, Ji-Hwan Bae, who's from South Korea, and also Hoi Park, who's from South Korea, already on the team. And, hey, remember Jung-ho, Gung was from South Korea. Uh, and, a, and a picture surfaced this week on Twitter of the four of them. Choi, oh, yeah. Choi with Bay and Park. And now, of course, this picture was taken, I think, when Gung was still with the Pirates. So it's been that long ago. Does this signing... Increase the chance that Hoy Park stays with the team, if that's something that and I, to be fair, I think it is something that you should be concerned about, or at least it's a positive to have more of your uh, compatriots. I think is the word or whatever it is. Um, does that increase the chance as Hoy Park sticks around?
1: Maybe. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're, I don't think we'll know for sure. That'd so be another. These either stays or gone.
0: Oh, we may never know, even if he yeah. does. But. Yeah. Um, but if so, that would make it another strike against Hoy Park signing. We've got a couple more minutes. Let's go into our MLB awards. We've said all we needed to say about G-Man Troy. I am not, uh, by the way, if I, if I don't know if my arguments, you guys tell me what my arguments sound like, whether I like him or not, because I haven't really said to me, it's a one year thing. I, I don't believe there's a bad one year deal. I don't believe we got rid of anybody that I'm really mad about. So for that for that whole thing, and when you look at the first base market, I don't really think there was any huge upgrades over him that we had a chance for. It looks like Abreu staying in the south side. Josh Bell's out, out of our range, and he wouldn't be a good signing for this team because of his defense. I'm telling you that right now. It would have been bad. Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz's errors go up by 10 with him yeah. at first base. Like It's not good. So I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think that given this given the situation and looking at what we're looking at, I think maybe this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Maybe this is just a par move, but it's an in it's definitely an upgrade over last year. Definitely an upgrade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if first base is fixed, but it is surely upgraded. So I, I still don't know whether that means I'm I'm way in on it. Yeah. Um, But before we get off here, the MLB awards are going out this week. No, we don't have anybody going up for them. So that's why we're not spending any time on this. Um, But there are a couple out there that you and I have a chance to be right from our early season predictions. So rookie of the year, the AL finalists are Stephen Kwan, Julio Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman. We knew about Rodriguez and Rutschman. Yet, neither one of us picked him. I picked Bobby Witt. You picked Spencer Torkelson. So we're not going to hit on that one. The National League is between Brendan Donovan and St. Louis, and then two Braves, Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. Uh, I don't believe we knew that any of these guys were coming. They were not on the projected finalists. I picked Kiebert Ruiz. You picked O'Neal Cruz. And neither one of them are finalists. Um, the fact that we didn't get any of these right, Of the three, who do you got on both sides? And I'll go first on this one since I know that you say I always make you go first. I think Julio Rodriguez gets it, and I think Spencer Strider gets it, although I wouldn't be surprised if it goes another way.
1: Uh, Just to be slightly different, uh, I'm going to say Adley Rushman and Spencer Strider.
0: So we're both on Spencer Strider, which means surely Michael Harris, you're already given the Rookie of the Year award (laughs)
1: because we have to be wrong. (laughs) And, you know, I just... I don't, I don't think you're wrong with Julio Rodriguez. I'll throw that out there.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Manager of the Year, Tito Francona, Brandon Hyde, Scott Service. That's Cleveland, Baltimore, Seattle. Uh, we didn't even do predictions for Manager of the Year because I don't care enough. And <laughs> at National League, Dave Roberts, Buck Showalter, Brian Snicker. Here's the thing, guys. What you see in the American League is a cool thing. What you see in the National League is, duh. These are the three best teams. Yeah. You know. Basically. Um, You go first on this one.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Scott Service and Snitker.
0: Did Service win it last year?
1: I think Service and Snitker won it last year, now that you say that.
0: And you just went with those two?
1: I did, without thinking about it.
0: That's fine. I mean, Atlanta definitely has a good shot of, Snitker has a good shot of winning this again.
1: What was it, a 15 game?
0: It was whatever episode. it was. I'll go Snicker too. I think he's back-to-back on this one, although it's not going to be Showalter unless they just really like him. Um, it could be Dave Roberts too because of the how many wins they, they actually got.
1: And 11 wins is insane. Yeah, it's insane.
0: Um, I'll go Snicker, but I'm going to go Tito Francona just because um, I think that what they were able to do with the team as young as they were, um, but really American League could go any of those ways. Mm -hmm. I think it's less likely service wins it this time just because well I don't know because they got there they finished it they got to the postseason and that's a huge drought so I I could see that happening Brandon Hyde with Baltimore I mean turning that team around and getting them at least competitive I just think he's overmatched by the other two so um, my Google speaker was about ready to tell me the dryer was finished so I muted my mic real quick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I should have let it go just for everyone. And uh-huh. See if it picked up. Um, but Terry Francona in Cleveland, I thought, um, you know, I, I think that he might get some love there. I mean, he went some th- he went through some health stuff this year too. And so I think there might be a little bit of love for that. Cy Young Award, AL Dylan Cease with the White Sox, Alex Manoa for Toronto, and Justin Verlander for Houston. Um, in the National League, Sandy uh, Acontra, um, Max Fried in Atlanta. Did I say Miami? Um, and then Julio Urias in uh, LA. So you can only pick American League here because you picked Urias at the beginning of the year. So you have to stay on that.
1: Yeah. I'm comfortable with it.
0: Still. Okay. So who's your American League guy?
1: Um, I think it stays in Toronto for a second straight year and Alec Manoa pulls it off. Although Verlander, man, he had a great year.
0: Yeah, so I went with Bueller and Giolito, which is the Dodgers and the White Sox. So in order to try to stay somewhat, somewhat, I'll go Dylan Cease because I had the wrong pitcher, and I'll go Julio Urias because I had the wrong pitcher. Although I think both of those, I think those are really good races. MVP, I think this is the biggest thing. Uh, Jordan Alvarez in Houston. Aaron Judge for the Yankees. Shohei. In L.A., this is a a race between Judge and Shohei. Sorry, Yordan, you're not in this running. Um, In the National League, it's Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Manny Machado, which is crazy. I just think that the big names in the American League are involved. Yordan aside, I thought, like, Otani, Judge, and I would have expected to see Vlad or Trout or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But the National League, I think... I mean, those guys are all great players. But, like, you don't have a Bryce Harper showing up, a Freddie Freeman, a Mookie Betts. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Yeah. The the big, big Juan Soto. You know what I mean? You don't have any of those guys involved. And I think that's pretty crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which makes it a little bit harder of a, of a pick, too.
1: You only get to pick the National League.
0: I only get to pick the National League because I already went Otani. Yeah. Which, in my heart... Sucks because I only picked Otani because I said that the angels were going to compete. (laughs) So I had Olsen in the national league. I'm going to go Nolan Arenado because apparently it doesn't matter if he has the best year because he won the gold glove and he's not the best third baseman in his division. And he won the platinum glove as the best defender in the national league. And he's not even the best third baseman in his division. So apparently, they love him. He doesn't have to have the best year to win. So, Arenado, you get the MVP. You picked Vlad and Soto, which are actually mm-hmm. two of those guys that I expected to say, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you have a, a clean slate to pick what you want.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to pick Nolan Arenado for the almost the exact same reasons you are. And I'm also going to use those reasons, similar reasons in the American League, and I'm going to go with Aaron Judge, because for some reason, 62 is more impressive than any of the numbers hit prior to. I mean, are we just throwing all the numbers out? I mean, I get it. He's clean. All that stuff, but I'm sorry. I'm just... You hit 62 home runs, which is the American League record, but they treated it as that he's the new home run king. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, no, Uh, that's good.
0: That's good. Here's... I am going to say this, though. now you goofball. Nobody cares about that anymore. The next best in 2022 was Mike Trout with 40 home runs. I don't care if 62 is better than 66 or 68 or 70 or 73. I don't care if it's better than those. I see what you're saying. But when you're picking an MVP for 2022, he hit 22 home runs more than the next guy.
1: I get it. And that's, no, you said 44, right? No, 40 home runs to 62 uh, home runs. Oh, uh, I thought you said 44. He I hit
0: two more home it, runs than the next guy.
1: It's amazing. And I'm picking him because of that.
0: Yeah, okay. You can but, say that. Here's what I'll say. I should be picking Judge. Th- this award should go to Aaron Judge. Hands down, should go to Aaron Judge. I hear it. Shohei Otani, but he did this, and he did this, and I get it. I hear you. It's impressive. But I say this all the time. If you're worth 50% of your team's wins, that's a huge percentage of your team's wins. If you're worth 50% of your team's wins and, and your show, Shohei, and Aaron Judge is worth 40% of his team's wins, his team won a lot more games, which means his 40% is worth a lot more. If you're 50% <laughs> worth a dollar versus 40% worth $5, you, the guy who's fit 40% worth the $5 is still more valuable. If you want me to think otherwise, then stop calling it the MVP and start calling it the most outstanding player. Is Shohei Otani the most outstanding player? Still up for debate. Because Aaron Judge hitting 22 home runs more than the next guy is still really outstanding.
1: It's still really outstanding. I'm but
0: when you that. throw the word value in there, I'm sorry. The New York Yankees struggled for most of the second half, and that dude put the whole team on their back and said, no, we're going to make the postseason if I have anything to say about it. So Aaron Judge, by far, when you use the word value, in my eyes, when you talk about how much the team was worth versus the the Angels, it's not even close. It's still close. Because of what Otani does, it's still close. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron Judge is the MVP because you still call it the MVP. But I have to stick to my guns here because I picked Otani at the beginning of the year, even though that was conditional based on the fact that the Angels were going to be good. It better be Aaron Judge. I better be wrong.
1: Yeah. And, and I agree with everything you had to say. I was just venting a little bit because of this whole...
0: I know. We've had our vents. Yeah. I get it.
1: I don't... I don't like having that against Aaron Judge, to be honest with you, because I like Aaron Judge. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a great player.
0: I think he had an MVP season. I don't think think that if they say Aaron Judge and then talk about the American League home run record, I think that's kind of tired. I mean, the American League home run record, the National League home run record should be more impressive until now because you had to do it without the fact that you could just play DH every once in a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also all the other things involved. I get it. I get it. I get your talk. I get your thing. I get it. It's the Yankees, and I get it. The whole deal. That's fine. It's still not the the Major League record, unfortunately, because of all the things, and it is still... It. I think that it's even more impressive, though, because of the fact that there's such a huge gap between him yeah. and the next guy. Actually, yeah. I did that in American League. I think that... Oh, Schwarber had forty six. So a little bit of a discrepancy there, but we're talking about the American League MVP and Mike Trout was next in line with 40. That's, I mean, like, dude, that's a third more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so the the fact that that gap exists, I just, he almost doubled Otani's home run totals. Just yeah. outrageous. And Otani at 273 and he at 311. So, I mean, let's keep going with that. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, how many strikeouts did Aaron Judge have? Like 175. Striking other, striking and, other players out.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. But still, <laughs> Otani struck out 161 times. Otani still had more at bats, though, than just, like, oh, it, I used to say, yeah, but Otani did that when he's not on offense a lot. No. No, he's on offense. He's playing offense. I understand the pitching side of it, but like it's not like he had a limited at bats, which is what I thought was the case. It's not the case. He had all the at bats. He played No, it's Judge. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it's it's hard to it's hard to rank a unicorn. Yeah. It just is, you know what I mean? The fact of the matter is, I'm not saying this because I think Judge was better than Otani. I'm saying this because the Yankees were so much better than the Angels. If the Angels were a playoff team, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about this. It'd be Otani and it'd be no question. That's all I'm saying. And I and Trout would have been in the running for MVP if they would have been good. Yeah, maybe not. Alvarez had a good, year, had a great year. Hit over 300. And it it doesn't happen anymore. Like we said, 11 guys hit over 300. You can add 30 home runs to it, and Alvarez had 37 on a team that won the most games in the American league. Yeah. And he deserves to be in the conversation. It's just the fact that the other two guys and what they've done, uh, but it, it should be Aaron judge. I'd love to hear all of you guys that disagree with me or Jake and all of our things. <laughs> Did we both just pick, I mean, cause like you're an Otani guy.
1: I like it. I love Otani. I think I, I love what he's able to do. And I think,
0: but you said last year, if he, he continues to do this, how can we pick anybody other than Otani for MVP?
1: By hitting 20 more home runs than the next guy. <laughs> there you go. I mean...
0: And being... No. And being on a winning team versus being on a lousy team. Yeah. You can't win MVP on a lousy team unless unless you're the guy who hit 20 more home runs like than the I next said, guy. Like I
1: said, it's a value thing. It's not most I, I don't know. I Otani's still believe impressive. that. Otani's impressive. And oppre- impressive beyond just the MVP. Like... He's ridiculous. Uh, He's in a league of his own. Give him most outstanding player. 2022 MVP should go to Aaron Judge.
0: All right. And Nolan Arenado, apparently. Yeah. Because we just give him all the things.
1: Well, first off, I just don't think there's a lot. There's not a ton in the race for NL. I'm just. Yeah. Machado did put the team on his back when all the Tatis stuff went down and, and whatnot. But I still think Arenado's got it.
0: Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt uh he put up some great numbers too. The average is better, the home runs are better for Goldschmidt. Um he also plays gold golf caliber defense. So I, it could it, I think probably if you look at it maybe it goes to Goldschmidt. Yeah. Um he had a little a, a moment in time where you thought, "Geez, maybe the triple crown." Um it probably should go to Goldschmidt. I think it'll go to Arenado for the same reasons that Arenado got the gold glove and the platinum glove.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just his year, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's just his year. So, all right. That's all I got. Uh, what do we have? What do we have coming up here? Uh, before we close this out? Um, I know that those awards come out rookie of the year on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, right? They do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think it's the way it goes. Uh, 14th through the 17th. So no, they are going to do Monday through Thursday for those awards. So it'll be rookie of the year, manager of the year, Cy Young, MVP on Thursday. And, um, you know what coming up this week is their rule five productions or protections (laughs) productions have to be made by the 15th. We've kind of said some of those things, uh, last week. Uh, so we didn't get into them this week. We'll wait and see. We'll talk about them next week once they make their decisions. Uh, but that is going to happen this week. So we're going to see Andy Rodriguez and, um, Mike Burrows at least added to the 40 man. We're going to have some more moves made this week, maybe two other players, but we'll see where that goes. It, we know at least those two guys and then the rest of them, it's going to be fun to talk about their decisions mm-hmm. that they make and whether or not we think that things are going to happen. Um, but we didn't get into that this week, uh, because of the G G man Choi thing. We thought that that was what we wanted to focus on this week and, and talking about that. So, um, you know, we'll save that for next week. Other than that, I, I mean, that's the big thing this week, right? Yeah. Those awards rule five protections. And we'll see, maybe that maybe we'll open up some, some conversations about, um, about who other teams didn't protect. You know, if we have anything like that, maybe there's a guy we could pick up on the rule five draft that we might be interested in seeing. It's gotta be at least as good as a waiver claim. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah so um, other than that that's all I have for this week you got anything else
1: the, the, uh, what was it surprise Cigaros they they won the Arizona Fall League and uh, Nick Gonzalez had an opposite field homer 3 for 5 day and in the in the championship game so
0: Arizona Fall League
1: yeah just wanted to throw that out
0: good job Nicky maybe he'll be around alright let's go let's Bucks. See.
1: Yep, let's go, Bucks.
0: Thanks for listening to my dad and uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released.
1: Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks.